Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I have a love, not just of African-American history, but I love history, and history is the basis of patriotism. It's a short, uh, brief clip from my next guest. I'm going to get right to uh, Miss Elizabeth Meters. Um, and uh, this story caught my attention. Um, she has, boy, I'd love to see this collection. Uh, she has a collection of African-American history to, as, as uh, my grandmother would say, would beat the band. And so let me uh, get right to Miss Meters. Thank you for being on the Madison Show uh, and and good morning to you. Um, I, go ahead. No, what? I was going to thank you in turn because I'm very grateful for an opportunity to uh, explain the makeup of my collection, and I want a chance to talk about a danger that the collection is facing. Well, let's talk. Let's go right there. You. Uh, what for this is radio so as best you can describe your uh collection and then i'll piggyback with you on the second question why would it be in danger go ahead well you know first i'd like to completely define what the collection is the collection is really 14 museums in one because the way I developed the collection over a 60-year period, I took each topic that's part of the total African-American experience, and I chronologically and comprehensively developed that topic so that essentially each topic could be a museum all by itself. And quite a few history professionals and experts examined the collection and they called it, you know, the greatest collection ever assembled by a single person. And so the collection, which is not, you know, my ego, because the collection is our collection, and I'm the gatherer, but this is the history of a people who were left of the teaching history books as all of us went to school. So we're all handicapped black and white, by, you know, the absence of knowledge about the contributions African Americans made in this country. So now, so as you're saying, each each collection could be a, a museum of itself. So you have, for example, correct me if I'm wrong, Miss, Miss Meters, you have uh, like sports artifacts, you have military artifacts, um, and so on and so on. That's what you're referring to when you say it could be a museum in and of itself. Uh, absolutely, because every topic is developed chronologically and comprehensively. Even something like politics, you know, I start with the fact that people don't know that during slavery they actually had um, uh, uh, elections and in some of the New England states, they would elect, the slave master would allow an election in which a governor was picked. So when we talk about slave, you know, we talk about um, politics in my collection, 
when I um, document it, I go and start at slavery. And so every part of the collection is loaded with surprises that have never been uh, embraced and developed. You know, religion, education, civil rights, every collection starts at the beginning of the nation. And that's what's unusual about the collection. And that's why the collection is critically needed because you know and know and your listeners know that in school we were not taught anything about the contributions African Americans made in creating this country. And another dramatic truth is we are the oldest Americans in this country because when the country was born, the only people here were American Indians, stolen people, people that look like you and I, and people from the English Commonwealth. The English Commonwealth people, as they went through the timeline from the 1700s to today, they began to lose their identity. But all of the other nationalities that came into America came in waves in the 1800s. But you and I were here in the 1700s. So we have the longest history footprint of any American. So, of course, we have made dramatic history, but we never got credit for it. And everything that we contributed was demeaned and unappreciated. Now, you, <clears throat> you're a teacher. Uh, what levels did you uh, teach? I taught um, in elementary school and for a short time in middle school in which you only teach one subject, and I taught history. Wow. But I primarily have been an elementary school teacher oh, for see. almost 40 years. And, 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 and so how did you begin collecting? Uh, what was the genesis of, of, your, of your effort? Well, you know, I think when I was in elementary school and I found out about King Tut's tomb, and the very idea that when they discovered that tomb, every artifact in there had a story to tell. And that made me appreciate the magic that is history, that when you, when you hold even a paper in your hand, the paper has a story. And then if you develop that story, even though it takes a long time to do it, you will end up with magic almost. And then when Jackie Robinson broke into baseball, I was like a, um, I had like a crush on him. And since I had a crush on him, I started collecting magazine articles and books and newspapers. And then I started going to shows just to buy Jackie Robinson memorabilia. And I was shocked to find out what is available in our history. And so a crush and a peek at King Tut's tomb, I would say that was my beginning. <laughs> now, th how many items, and this is what I was, I was just flabbergasted to learn, that two-part question, how many items are in your collection, and, and where is this collection? Well, I have, you know, somewhere between ten and 20,000 items, because... 
I am such an eager collector that all I did is run and grin and shop and buy and then place things where they would fit in my house. I have a house that has nine rooms. I have a garage that's in the house, and I have a finished basement. And then I have wall-to-wall closets. So what I did was I would buy those plastic crates and label them, and I would put all the religion in one crate, all of the sports, all of the civil rights. So things fit in my house because I'm lucky enough to have a large house. And you, uh, you let, wow, this is about, let, let, me, let me first let everyone know we're, we're talking with uh, uh, Elizabeth Meters, who is, are, are you still teaching or retired now at this point? No, I'm long retired. Long I am 90 retired. years old, Mr. Madison. Oh, no, you're not. Yes, I am, I'm not, and I've been collecting for more than 60 years. My goodness. You're the youngest ninety-year-old that I'm sounding ninety-year-old. I just—that's why I said, "Oh my, what a strong voice and and a strong attitude." Um, so, um, are you thinking of auction, auction, uh, having an auction? Be- well, here's where I was going. I'm sorry. Here's where I was going. Let me go back. You said when we first started that. The, the collection is in danger. Why, why? Why why are you saying that? Well, you know, I'm saying that because I very critically need help in getting the word out. Uh, more than a month ago, when I decided to put the collection in an auction, um, the auctioneer instructed me that the usual practice is to try to get the news media to cover the story. And this is a story... That's unusual. And this is Black History Month. So some of the news outlets spent a whole day at my house interviewing me and photoing my material, but they never put the story in the pipeline. And basically, the story is really not out there. Now, in my collection, I have some items that all by themselves, you could take out one item and it would have a value excuse me, of as much as $500,000. So when this auction takes place, if nobody knows about it, somebody could bid $500,000 and win my life's work. When you and I know that today a pair of sneakers could sell for $2 million, a baseball card could sell for $3 million, Marilyn Monroe's dress sold for $5 million. So I'm putting my life's work in an auction where there is no minimum bid and nobody really knows about it. And so somebody could put in a low bid and walk away with the story of a people. And when I talk about, you know, the fact that the bid can be low, what I'm really saying is, Don't make a 90-year-old lady rich because I really could not handle money. But when you put a value on African-American history, that affects us all because our history has never been appreciated. And in our country, you value something according to the monetary figure you put on it. 
So if Marilyn Monroe's dress is worth $5 million and Michael Jordan's sneakers are worth $3 million, what is the history of a people worth? Now, that, all right, now the couple of and I'm, I have to ask these questions, and I'm somewhat reluctant. Is your it, what concerns me now? Is your home secure? Number one, and what kind of you need security? It would I would think number one, number number two, is your collection insured? Well, um, you know, if I. If I was to have a robbery, um, which I don't expect, um, an insurance company would say, I don't think this stuff has any great value. But if I said to the insurance company, I value my collection at $10 million, I would not be able to afford that policy. But no. if I had a loss, the insurance company would beat me down because they would have no cost basis. In other words, if I tell them that someone stole a medal that I had that's one of a kind, they would say, well, how do we know that that medal has value? So I do not have the collection insured. I do have good security, and I'm ashamed to say that there are so few people interested in history that if someone stole something where would they go with it? Who well, would buy I, it? I got to, and this is just me t saying to you, uh, don't underestimate what you what you have. Number one, number two, um, boy, where do I go with this? Um, have you considered? Uh, have you considered? Uh, have you had an appraisal of any of this? Has any of the of the, the thousands of artifacts you have, have you had an appraiser come in? Uh, I have had two formal appraisals from two reputable, you know, people who do appraisals. And w what happened at one point, New York State said they thought they would like to have the collection, and they said we'll try to find a uh, a buyer, someone who will donate it. So they said, get a, get an appraisal. So I had it appraised, and it was appraised at $7.5 million. And so the state, New York State Library, said, that sounds very high. Would you permit our appraisers to appraise your collection? And, of course, I said yes. And their appraiser appraised it at $10 million. Yeah. But, <laughs> that took care that, of that. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> now, now, that. Now, have you been in touch, or has the... African American Museum here in Washington been in touch with you? They're curators. Well, I have, you know, like as much as 15 years ago, I reached out to them. But you have to remember that every museum has a mission and has its own, you know, own goals. And if they have already created their museum, which the federal government gave to us. Um, then they don't necessarily want somebody else's mission. And, you know, I have things that they don't have, and my style of collecting is different. I collect as stories. Every story is a history story, whereas the museum in Washington, D.C., which is a magnificent, consecrated, necessary 
Museum, their way of collecting is different from mine. And what they were able to do was to tell all of America, empty your attic and donate to us. And then they had enough money to buy single important items. So what they have is altogether different from what I have, and they have maybe already met their goal. Well, let me let me say this. Um, uh, let me let me say this, and and again, I'm just talking off the top of my head. We've never met, and I've, and, but I just found this. I, I just wanted to make sure that you did get at least uh, pu- some publicity from from the millions of people we have listening to our uh, program. Uh, would you be would you be opposed if I reached out to Lonnie Bunch, uh, uh, who is uh, head of the Smithsonian? I am critically in need of help. That okay. is the takeaway right. from this. All right, interview. then, and and what I'll and what we'll do, Sam and uh, and Daryl, we will uh, let's do this. Let's make sure that Miss Meter gets a copy of this interview which will be also a podcast and we're going to and and uh send it to Lonnie Bunch if he's not already listening uh I think he can be of a major help to you I honestly and and let me tell you Lonnie is a decent uh honest individual and uh and and obviously (laughs) you know being the first African-American he made he he has made history himself the first african american to run the smithsonian and i'll i'll reach out to him i just wanted to get your permission uh before because clearly uh you you do uh need uh need help and uh and 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 most important of all honest help i mean i am just i mean so now let me ask if you had to list maybe one or two, three of your most valuable possessions in this collection. Uh, that might be a hard question to answer, but what would it be? Well, you know, the number one item uh, would be a medal that I have, and it's a medal, and it's shaped like a Liberty Bell, and the medal reads... Uh, in honor of Crispus Attox, the first to die in the revolutionary, a Negro, the first to die in the Revolutionary War. And the top of the medal pays tribute to the 54th Mass. And to have in my hand a medal which talks about the beginning of this country, which began with the death of a liberty-speaking Negro, and to have it acknowledged in a medal absolutely warms my heart. My second most important collectible is a, what's called a time capsule. In 1890, in Boston, there were enough wealthy African Americans only 35 years after slavery who put their money together and built a building from scratch. And they invited all of the important people in their community to put something in a cornerstone, a big metal box that was important to them. 
and then they put it in the building. And when the building was torn down, this metal time capsule cornerstone collection was put in an auction. And I am blessed and grateful that I was able to buy it. Wow. Then and, and, my, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. My third most important, I have something called the Benjamin Butler Medal. In the Civil War, none of the generals wanted to command black troops. They all said, we're not leading, no darkies. And Abraham Lincoln said, that is your assignment, you must do it. One of them was a general named Benjamin Butler. He was assigned a group of African-American troops. They performed with such valor and bravery and courage that for the only time in American history, a general used his own money to go to Tiffany in New York and buy 199 medals that he hand-delivered to these troops. And he said, I will honor them because no one else will. When the Civil War was over, they had a review of all the Civil War troops, and they did not allow the blacks to participate. General Butler went before Congress, and he said, May my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. May my arms fall from my body if I ever have a day in my life when I fail to praise the valor and courage of these black soldiers. Only 199 were created, and for 20 years I desperately looked for one. And finally, 10 years ago, I was able to buy a Benjamin Butler Civil War medal, and that is so dear to my heart. You know, it's interesting as you speak, because we have in Washington, D.C., a, uh, uh, again, an African-American Civil War museum. Uh, I, I just, as you're talking, I'm thinking about all the folks we've interviewed and people we've had on and the work we've done with uh, the Smithsonian and especially with the African American Museum. Um, I thank you so much for taking the time to uh, come on. I am really uh, happy that we were able, pleased that we were able to do this interview and I, I, I tell you, I, I'm, I can almost guarantee you'll be hearing from Lonnie Bunch. Um, well, also, Mr. Madison, yes. it would be very helpful. You know, we have some wealthy African Americans and regular oh, yes. Americans who love American history. Oh, and many yes. Many people create legacies to themselves and a gift to the world, and those are the kind of people who can very easily. shepherd this collection to the next step if they love American history. And I would appreciate if you could reach out to some of those people. You you can count on it. I mean, you can. And that's why that's why I'm going to start with Lonnie Bunch, because many of them contributed to get the African-American Museum. You know, I'm old fashioned. I say Rolodex, but he, he 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 now he has the contacts and 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 we and as I say, we never know who's who's listening. Let me do this. Um, we'll put this story on our on, on our uh, social media outlets and, and get it out there. There's no question about that. We'll do that instantly. I'm I'm just glad that I was able to. Uh, to um, 
uh, find this story. My that final question, and and that is, um, do you have children uh, that you had thought about leaving this collection to? Well, you know, I do have two daughters, both of whom were teachers just like me, and they both majored in African-American history. But you cannot, you cannot uh, give you a passion, no matter what it is, to anybody else. You know, they respect and love the project, but it's, it's not for them to shepherd this. It's at my age, it's time for this to be properly received. I got you. And the last thing I would like to say, Mr. Madison, is anyone who would like a complete look at the collection, they can go to Guernsey's website, and the auction will take place March 15th, and it's an online auction. But Guernsey's website will show you the whole project and what it really is all about. All right. And we'll get that up on our social media. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I so appreciate Miss Meters, uh, you taking the time. And, and we'll, I thank we'll be, you for your interest in our history, Mr. Madison. As always, thank you. You can count okay, on Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Whew. Man, amazing. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.